Welcome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Parsha on Thursday nights on Sinai Radio, SinaiRadio.com, and the Sinai Radio app. I am your host, Rabbi Moshe Teichman. And um, oh, this is Parsha Shemos. Parsha Shemos, the first Parsha of the new Sefer, the new uh, book of Shemos. It's actually interesting. I was listening to a different podcast, and they were just, they were talking about the Hebrew name of the Sefer Shemos. Um, it, it translates loosely into names or into names. Um, and then you have the English translation from Latin originally into Exodus, you know, and they were saying, you know, it's more appropriate called Exodus because that's what the whole Safer has what to talk about. Um, so it just, you know, usually I start, I start the share off with, you know, I say a couple of you know ideas, and then then I throw in one or two things of my own. But it'll, this 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 week we'll start off with something that I was thinking about just before I started recording this. Um, for the you know just before we started the show, um, you know, uh, I think Shemos is is very appropriate because you know we focus a lot on you know the storyline, you know, but what really kept B'nai Yisrael? To be that, the B'nai Yisrael. What kept them as Jews? If you look through the history, it's because we did not forget our names. I, I'm Moshe Chaim, B'nai Sachatot I am Avraham and Yaakov. I am, you know, I have, I have a name. I have a family name, you know, and I have a, my father's name. I have my mother's name. I have what was before me. And that separates me from just being another person in a society. I am, I'm special because of, of who I am. And they kept their names, and that's what they, they, they you know, they were Zoha to get out of there. Um, and I think that's a tremendous lesson as we start, we could keep in mind as we start this week's Parsha, this week's, uh, not this, this week's, not just this week's Parsha, but the entire Seva Shemos, that, that Jewish identity of remembering who I am, you know, starts with what I call myself, starts with what I associate myself with. And that is, and, you know, that's a tremendous lesson. Okay, now, let's talk about something that has always been bothering me. Now, I don't remember if it's been, you know, from the time I was born, this question was in my mind. But I remember since I was a little, I looked funny on this Parsha, this Pasuk. So, we have it, it starts off, uh, you know, Perik Aleph, Pasukhet. says, the new king comes on Mitzrayim. He doesn't know Yosef, different Mepharshim, say different things. You know, either he was the same king beforehand, but he conveniently decided to forget all the good that Yosef, you know, now that Yosef wasn't in front of him anymore, you know, I could do whatever I want. Um, or you could say, you know, that he was a new king who didn't care what happened in the old Egypt. This is the new Egypt. This is the enlightened Egypt. So um, whichever way you go. But he has a very interesting conversation, like towards the beginning of the Parsha. <laughs> and he... We get introduced to two characters that seem, the names seem very weird and unfamiliar to us. And Rashi helps us understand what's going on. Says the Pasuk. Let me find it. Vayomer. Pasuk Tesvav. Vayomer melech mitzrayim lami yaladot. Dos ha'evios. Ashashem ha'achas shifra. V'shem ha'shen pua. The king of Mitzrayim personally called in the midwives, the Jewish midwives. One of them's name was Shifra, and one of them's name was Pua. Says Rashi, these two people, Shifra, Zuyu Chevet, this is Yocheved, who later has a son called Moshe, 
very famous son called Moshe. Why do they call her Shifra? Al shame, Shmisha Peres Esavlad. She, um, you know, I think the, the 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 translation is that she makes beauty beautifies the child. Um, and Pua Zu Miriam, this is Miriam Al shame Shepoa. She she used to play with the child to cool, to calm the child down, poo poo poo, you know, um, so that's why they get their names from. Now, I'm going to ask a question. Before I ask this question, I please don't take me for face value. I don't mean this is how I feel, but it, just reading this Rashi, I can ask a question. Who cares? <laughs> Sorry for sounding so intense. Who cares what they were called? It doesn't lend anything to the storyline. Because if you know what happens next, they're faced with a tremendous challenge. In a minute, we'll, we'll read it inside. A tremendous challenge from Paro to do genocide and kill off Jewish babies, Jewish male babies. And their response, there's, they don't do it. So how does that change our perceptive of them? Shifra and Pua. Why do we need to know who they were, what their, their, their nicknames? Call them by the real names. Okay, so you might say to me, you might say to me, maybe, that this is what they were called in Egypt. They were called Shifra and Pua. Perhaps I could hear that answer. But still, I mean, just call them Yochavan and Miriam. Torah is not telling us what they used to call them. That's what their names were. That's what we know them as. Yucheved and Miriam. Torah mentioned Yucheved earlier, and then the Torah mentioned Miriam later on. Just tell them their names. And, you know, it's just something I always... What does it make a difference what their names were? To give them praise? Then tell us, then tell us their, their real names. It seems always funny. The Torah calls them these, these nicknames that they have. And again, these nicknames are, are, sim, are supposedly in Hebrew, so that's not what the Mitzrayim called them. Kind of, kind of, it's just interesting, you know. I, I just don't see the need for that. We know the Torah only tells us things that are very important. That's the question. Listen, whether you like the question or not, it's going to lead us into a lot more. To, in order to get an answer to this question, it's going to lead us into a discussion that I find fascinating. Um, so it was earlier in this week, I think a few days ago, and I saw my fellow Rebbe who teaches in the school with me. His name is Rabbi Buddy Berkowitz. He's a big Talmud Chacham. And I said, Rabbi, I have a question. Tell me if this question sounds crazy. And I asked him the following question. And I asked him as follows. I said, was it really the end of the Pasuk? The end of, you know, we go through this whole idea that, it, that Paro says to them, kill the babies. They say, no, no, no. You know, very similar, you know. Um, so they say, no, we're not going to. And then he confronts them. They say, oh, the Jewish, ladies, the Jewish ladies have the babies at home. Then what happens? Take a look. Amazing. Look at this. Um, because the midwives feared God. He made for them houses. So what does Rashi comment? Listen to this. Houses of Kahuna, of Kohen, Ulivia, Umalchus, and kingship. Shakurin Batim. Proves that it's called Batim, the houses. 
How does that mean? Kahuna Yocheved got the coin of Levi from her sons Aaron and um, Moshe. I mean, obviously, Kahuna from Aaron and the Shevet Levi was, was Levi. Umalchus Miriam. Miriam, we know, married into Shevet Yehuda. And Malchus came from her. Kingship came from her. Amazing. So they got a tremendous reward, a tremendous reward for their actions. That's what it sounds like. That's, that's what Rashi's saying. The reason why they had ancestors, they had a zuchus to be part of this amazing, you know, for, for um, Yochevel to be part, part of Kahuna, to have Aaron Akoin and the Levim come from her. To do the Vodah Beis English was a direct line from her, right? All Kohanim traced back to Yochevel for her son Aaron. And Miriam, to have this amazing opportunity to have kingship, Kamalchus come to her from her, the reason why they were Zohar for that, the only reason they were Zohar for that, sounds like, was because they didn't carry out mass genocide. Mass killings, or even, even help carried out for Paro. Now, it's, my question was, did what they do was really good? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. You know, I know today is my day of asking, you know, re- you know really, like, off the beaten path, intense questions. But let's think for a second. You know, what would you have done? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> My life or kill a bunch of babies? Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> a hard decision, really? Okay. No, so, so once they chose not to, I mean, wouldn't they be looked at as like, okay, they wouldn't be like blamed because Para forced them to do it, but... You know, they are righteous people living in a righteous time. They're not me and you. They're in a totally different league than me and you. Wasn't that expected to them to, to try to do everything they can to save the Jewish babies? So even if you want to say it was very hard, okay. But to say that the only reason they were Zohar to these amazing families is because they, 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 they took part in saving Klyasrol. It sounds it sounds interesting. Because, you know, the reward is usually matched up to the challenge that... that that faces you, that you're faced with. So what, what's going on? Again, today is the, my, my day of asking hard questions. You might not agree with them, but I think it's a good question. And <clears throat> it's interesting because Rabbi Berkowitz actually mentioned, and, and later I found the Choskuni that, that proved him right. And Rabbi Berkowitz said that it wasn't just them who acted in this case. They were the heads and there is a Chaskuni earlier on that says they were in charge of all the midwives because there were thousands of children being born. They couldn't perhaps even, you know, even possible for them to, to deliver thousands of children. So it must have been they were the, the leaders. They were the heads of the midwife club, you know, or the midwife uh, guild. And they went out of their way um, and instructed all their, you know, people to, to act in that way too, to save the Jews, Jewish, Jewish children. But it sounds interesting because is it, you know, okay, fine. And it sounds like only them were the ones who, only they were ones who really got that rewarded. So what's going on? Um, and I wanted to say, from the previous Pesukim, I wanted to say something as follows. It wasn't just that they did it. It was that they did it the way they did it. 
earlier on, I mean, Rashi comments, but is it, you know, we're going exclusive Rashi on this one. Rashi comments earlier that when Paro told them to kill them, what did they do? It says they feared God, they feared Hashem. They didn't do what Paro told them to do. Okay, but then the Pasuk continues. And he kept the, the babies alive. So Rashi says, no, what does it mean? It means that they gave them food and drink. Basically, they treated them well. They didn't just keep them alive. They went to the extra mile. They fed the babies. From this Rashi, I think we could see something very, very important. It wasn't that they just didn't kill the babies. It was that they went the extra mile. They risked their lives even further. They went, and not only did they keep the babies alive, and they went out of their way to instruct all their people, don't listen to Paro, and listen to us. And they convinced them to give, to, you know, put themselves in danger. Feed them. Clothe them. Take care of the babies. Like you wouldn't, don't just, you know, deliver the baby quickly. Mother, run out, run out. Take a second. Make sure they're okay. It, and I think that is exactly why, to go back to the first question, we, we refer to them as Shifra and Pua. Because they weren't just midwives, who is, in itself is a mitzvah, to take care of someone's child, to deliver someone's child for them. Even if it's your job, it's a mitzvah. You're, you're helping someone. They went the extra mile in, in every case. Beautify the baby, make sure the baby stops crying, hold it, shush it. They always tried to do everything they possibly could. It wasn't just one thing. It was, what else can I do? You know, sometimes we do mitzvahs and we help people. And it's like, okay, I'm done. Whew. You know, I actually had a friend um, over the other night. There was something wrong with the plumbing. And, you know, as you know, I, I actually uh, have, a, have a theory that uh, I could do all household repairs. Repairs. Problem with this, this theory is unproven because I end up messing up a lot. <laughs> and um, I, when I was taking out a toilet uh, to replace a new one, I broke the toilet. And so a friend of mine came and helped me put in a new one and everything. He came over twice. It's amazing. Not only did he come over twice, he stayed. He made sure it's okay. He called me. He said, this is okay. That is the way we do mitzvos and helping people. It's not just what can I do and I'm going to get over it and that's it. Okay, you need my help? I'm coming over and I'm done. You know, I'm just going to do it and walk away. And I, I think that's, you know, what was special about the way they did it. We're risking our lives, but we're going to risk our lives and do everything we can. Not just the minimal, as quick, as fast as possible, as possible as we can. We're going to do as mo- much as we can. They fed them. They kept to that motto. And that is why I think, I think, Number one, they were zochet to such a tremendous, tremendous zuchos. Because a Kaddish Baruch who says, those who love Klai Yisrael, I love. Take care of Klai Yisrael, I'll take care of. And those who are special for me, those who are going to be the kahanim, to take care of my, my Klai, to, to, to shourish in my Beis Amigdash, to serve in my Beis those who are going to be the Malchus, the glory of Klai Yisrael is going to be peop, coming from people who care about my people more than anything. Go the extra mile for my people. Um, and I think that answers why we, they're called Shifra and Pua. Because it's a badge of honor. 
It wasn't just names that people called them. It was a badge of honor. Okay. Okay. So one more thought. Um, you know, we're not going to really talk about Moshe in this Parsha here because you're going to hear about him a lot. And I, I, I just want to do one more thought about something that happens the next Pasuk in what we're discussing. It says, Va, let me just get the page, even though I was just there. Va'yelech Ishmael based Levi, a man from Levi went. And he took a daughter of Levi. And then it says, um, and he had a baby. <laughs> Beautiful baby boy. Moshe. Well, what's interesting about this pasuk because this is actually the second time this is talking about Moshe's parents, Yocheved and Miri, uh, Yocheved and Amram. Um, the Torah is telling us that, but they use this funny lashonos, funny words. Vayelech, and he went. Were they married already? Now, the famous, famous Rashi. Again, today is Rashi Day on the Rabbi Teichman show. I mean, the Parsha Shera on Thursday night, Saturday nights is now going to be called Rashi Shera tonight. So Parish, well, there's so much. You know, I'll be honest. Rashi is one of the most common, but one of the most amazing Mephrashim out there um, that you can learn so much from. There's from his breadth of knowledge to the insights, the small insights, especially when you learn together with an, a, a Mefarish on Rashi who points out different things like the Sifzei Chachamim. Okay, now with that plug-in, let's continue. This uh, this ad has not been sponsored by Rashi or his family or his descendants in any way. Okay, so Vayikach Esbas Levi. So what does Rashi say? He separated from her. And not, and not only did Amram separate from his wife, people started following his lead because Aaron was the leader. So Aaron goes, I'm done. I, I, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't stay with our wives. We shouldn't have any more children. Power's going to kill them. He knows what's going inside the palace. His wife told him. So it said that Shaholach um, bito that he went with his daughter's advice, Miriam's advice, that he, she said to her, Gizarticha Kasha Michelle Paro, you're worse than Paro. Your Gizera, your, your decree is worse than Paro. So Paro only goes around the, you know, the boys. You're also not even letting girls being, bo- being born by, se- by having all these men separate from their wives. They have a cold cloud, so I'll follow his lead. So what happens? He goes and he says, okay. Says Rashi. He followed her advice and got remarried. And then Baruch Hashem, Moshe was born, and Moshe was the was was the shliach that Hakadosh Baruch used to get the Jews out of Mitzrayim. But I want to ask another hard question. And again, today is my day of Rashi day, and it's also my day, my my night of asking questions that are very diff that are that are might you might not like the question, but I think it's a good question. Question is as follows: What was Amram thinking? You know, you ever you ever had someone do something really dumb and go, "What were they thinking?" But I don't think this is dumb. I just if if Miriam point, yeah, you you, you should stay with your wife. You know, Akadosh Baruch will help be okay and, and help you. Um, I think the answer is very simple. The answer is he was he was seeing destruction. He was seeing people getting babies getting hurt, and he said, "Okay, we can't. We're going to solve the issue." And his daughter came saying, "No, looked at it a different. She looked at it from a different angle." And he couldn't necessarily see that angle, or he's heard that angle, but he couldn't really understand it. When you hear advice from someone else, even though you've thought of it yourself, chances are you'll hear it in a different light, and you'll say, oh, that makes sense. So maybe Aram did, did think of what she said. 
and, and did think of that idea. And it just, no, 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 we have to save, we can't have babies be killed. <laughs> and then Miriam comes along and says, Miriam says, no, but then what about the girls? You're hurting cholesterol. And he says, oh, you're right. But I think, you know, Perkyova says, I say the Chachavar, you should make yourself a friend. And Rabbi Yonah explains, saying, I'm going away from Rashi, but that's on, that's on the Chumash. You know, I'm on, I'm on Perkyova. So Rabbi Yonah explains it amazingly, that a friend can, can talk to you, or someone who's not superior, someone who is either inferior or on your same level, can talk to you in a different way. You, you can hear it. You're not having a friend just to hear advice from them, but talking it out, being able to hear what you, what you decided, but being able to bounce it off someone else is, is the most valuable resource because you end up seeing, hey, I wasn't right or I was blinded by some idea that I couldn't get over and therefore I made that decision. And I think that's what happened over here. And when Miriam came over to him and, and talked to him about it and gave her and, and said what she, she felt, saw from a different perspective, Amram changed his mind. And I think that it's important we can make decisions. Well, we should, we should make decisions. We have to make decisions. Don't be indecisive. But we should talk it out with somebody. Either somebody that we have, you know, that we trust. Because that is, you know, the real way to really be honest with ourselves and say, hey, am I really making the right decision? Not talk it over too much because then it gets, you know, you beat, beat a, you know, a dead horse. But, but at least to talk it over. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had a decision I was making, a very strong decision, and I talked it over with somebody, and I said, you know what, right, I'm not going to make that decision, I changed my mind, and I think it was the right thing at the end of the day. With that, um, thank you for joining us again, this has been another um, a Thursday night Parsha, Parsha on Thursday nights, with uh, Moshe, myself, Rabbi Moshe Teichman, on Sinai Radio, SinaiRadio.com, Sinai Radio app, again, if you have any questions or comments um, on this share or any share, or just to say hi, well... Even if you want to just say hi, you may email me at rabbimteichman at gmail.com. That's rabbimteichman at gmail.com. Or even if you want to sponsor this, this uh, share, the Zechonishmas, the Fur Shlema, reach out and I will get back to you. Okay, with that, thank you again for joining us. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Good night.